get it. I'll get the introduction right here. I got you guys ready. We're good. I don't know what that sound is, but we'll talk over it. It's a dash. That dash. Three, two, one. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pod Thunder with your boy, the young, light-skinned, key sweat. Here with my guy, we go way back, my guy, Nadim Nab, the co-owner behind the pads. What's good, brother? What's going on, F? Hey, I'm glad you came through. It's finally in the make. It's been like six, seven months where we finally got you here with a special edition with the newly crowned state champs of Rhode Island. Finally taking the throne over the Hendrickson Hawks. The LaSalle Rams, baby. The two guys had a key part of the game yesterday, and it was a great game. May I say, let's start with my guy to my right, my guy Zell Loden. You want to give a little introduction, baby? What's up? What's up? And to my left, all the way to the left, my guy Justin. What's up? What's up? What's up? Fresh off the win. How do you guys feel? I'm assuming this is you guys' like first sit-down interview since the win how do you guys, I mean, it's been literally yesterday. How does it feel? Is it, like, you know, still in you? You guys, can you guys believe it? What's your guys' thoughts? Like a champ. <laughs> hey, 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 like a champ right here on the Facebook Live. So what's your thoughts, Zell? Like, you guys, what, this is your third straight, third straight for, um, were you starting your freshman year, varsity? I, I got moved up. Moved up. So you're technically, it's your fourth year, finally. So you're one time finally right before you go. How does it feel to finally conquer the Hawks? Um, it feels good, you know. Uh, going to the state championship and losing is never a pleasing feeling, especially um with that school work. They they troll a lot, so you know we got to get back for um our brothers in the past and for us Excellent. this year. <laughs> <laughs> so you you seeing facts real quick, Justin? So how do you feel about that? You feeling the same way? I mean, I feel like. All the South, like all the Stallions, all Rams, all La La Boys, they hate that school award. But like with me, it's like it's a different type of feeling being them playing in that game. It just feels great to finally, you know, do it. Wasn't you there? Yes. Mm. <laughs> so on that pick six, what's your feeling like? Like, can you describe that at all? I mean, even just finally the euphoria of winning. Never mind that pick six to seal the game because. I've seen, I've witnessed plenty of Hendrickson LaSalle matchups in the past, and somehow Hendrickson will. It seems like you guys have it sealed in the bag, and then out of nowhere, Hendrickson yeah. will make a play. <laughs> They'll come back. They still win, and it's like, wow, what is happening here? So I don't think the game was over until at that point, because you never know. Yeah. Hendrickson pulls out that magic. So that was a big play right there. So what's your thoughts process when you're seeing that happen? And you guys. Was that in the playbook? Did you guys, your defensive coordinator, tell you to watch out for that? What was going oh, on at that moment? Oh, all week. I told him I was jumping a pick, like, the whole week. Because every year they run the same play, like, that they beat us on. Like, it's just always there. It's just pop pass. So, all week, he's just like, stay alert, stay alert. I told him I was jumping one before the game, right before we got on the bus. And when we got off the bus, he said, let's get a defensive touchdown today. I saw it. I saw him roll to the right, baited him, jumped it, mm. crib. To the crib. Hey, that hey, that must have been the most euphoria feeling in the world. And not nah, as a guy, the coach, I feel like you know, like a father figure to these two. May I say, what's your thought process when you're watching that finally go down? I don't know. You want to talk about this year, or last year? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we start off with the yesterday's moment. So, what what's your thought process yes, when you finally seen these two? Yesterday, moment, yesterday was extra dope because, and I gotta go back to last year, bro. 
right, you know, I've been with these dudes since uh, 2017, 2018, like straight, nonstop, 365, all year round. It's not just football season with these guys. I get to help these guys get jobs. We work together. Um, and I know no cap, this man right here, James L. Lasseter, literally helped me, and Justin, they helped me design BTP. The first time that I could actually say that I traveled to, to really coach on some football tip was with these two. We went to Nationals, and that really was the, the feeding point for BTP. So, you know, being with them that long for that long amount of time, man, and me and, me and Zell go back a little bit further. I don't know, Justin, did you play Edgewood Tiny Mike? Yeah. He was there? Yeah. Because I remember Zell. I don't remember Justin, but Tiny Mike, we're talking, what, this is 2009, 2008, bro? Yeah, Tiny Mike was crazy. <laughs> so, you know, last year, um, you know, from 2018, everybody got successful. You know, they was in eighth grade or whatever. They, he got selected to go to Hendrickson. He got selected to go to LaSalle. A couple other guys went to some prestigious places. But it was funny, as, as they got went prestigious, it, their coach did too. Like, I, I, I got offered a position at Hendrickson. So I took the position at Hendrickson. I was there. It's an eerie feeling. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a weird feeling. Being a person that I am from Jersey, um, where I'm from, my neighborhood, loyalty is huge, bro. It, it, it's worth more than a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Loyalty is huge. Yep. So that's something that we live with. It's in my heart. I'm true to who I'm with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loyal to the soil. So <clears throat> that being said, you know, going being a Mount Hope Cowboy coach, and you, if everybody knows a lot of Mount Hope Cowboys, they end up going to LaSalle, so you end up, you know, and all I'm doing is going to root for the kids I coached as youth. It just so happens ten of them are at LaSalle. So it's not my fault. They could have been at, they could have been at Portsmouth. I'd have been at Portsmouth straight up, bro, looking crazy with some all red. You know what I'm saying? So, but so I think you're leading to the point where some people may be looking down upon you or talking, talking trash behind your back, like, oh. Nadine's Hendrickson. I thought he's supposed to be a LaSalle guy. So I think that's where you're you're leading towards yeah. right now. So are you are you think you're feeling some type of way when at that moment are you like, wow, like I'm kind of betraying my guys. I'm betraying yes. everybody. That's the point. But it was at the same like I, I even called Zell. We chopped it. I was like, yo, I got this. I, I seen Justin. Justin's stupid because I posted on Facebook. I don't think he remembers. I was like, yo, I got a position. I ain't saying nothing. And Justin goes. I think he like winked and said, Hendy? <laughs> he said something like that. It was weird. And I didn't want to say nothing then. But, you know, it, it was as a coach, bro, I got to develop. Just like they got to develop as players. I got to develop as a coach. And having Hendrick be, being offered that position, I was hoping that they saluted me instead of looking at me like a, like a traitor. Because to be offered that position, you must be doing something right. It's only a chosen few people I know. They offered, Keith Croft offered Lorenzo Perry a job. And I'm a part of that. I'm a part of that crew that he offered a job to. So you got to be up there to be offered that position. I took it. I went over there. Like I said, it was eerie. So last year, getting to the point, last year we had a state championship game. These guys were there. I'm on, I'm on a, I'm the Hendrickson wide receiver, varsity wide receiver coach, whatever. So I'm on the sidelines, you know what I mean? And, and, and they know me. Like I, I get I get amped no matter where I'm coaching. I coach with passion. So I'm turning these Hendrickson kids up. We are turned up if they know how I get down. So I'm turning them up. You know what I'm saying? Let's, you know, let's go win this game. Da, 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 da. It was a weird feeling because, like, literally, I think this dude broke out with an ill run. And I'm on a, I'm on a Hendrickson sideline. He broke for a run. And I'm standing there. I'm like, yeah. Mm. And then I looked around. I looked around. Like, so nobody was looking at me. I was like, yeah, Zell. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh. You know what I mean? I'm trying to hide. And then I, like, I forgot who I, I think it was uh, Coach Jonathan Dixon. I think I leaned up on him like, Coach. My boy, <laughs> yo, but a sick game to be a part of last year 40 to 49. That's an insane 
game. That Nobody knew they was nuts. winning. Nobody knew until the last minute who was going to win that game, bro. That game was insane. Whether whoever lost, whoever won, just being a part of that game was nuts, bro. 40-49. to 49, I'm so glad I got to watch that firsthand. Now, coming to this year, I resigned from Handy early in the summer. And I, I got a chance to root my guys on full steam ahead. I'm, I'm in the LaSalle stands. I'm with the dogs, me and Renz, Kendall. We on hurling parallel. We in the stands going crazy. So that was till so this year's feeling was extra dope watching my dogs. You extra felt that dope. you don't have to feel like reserved. Yes. Like, oh shit, I, can I can I root for them? And I'm like, hey, I tell you know, or not? I tell nobody no cap. I had my sunglasses on, but there was one time I think he did something because I kept yelling at him, "We doing this for mommy." And I, and I think at one point I I, I kind of felt we was about to win. I can't lie, I was wiped. I was like this under my glasses. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, these dudes ain't about to win this. So I'm trying, I forgot, I think Chris Dame, Christopher Dick, Coach Chris was talking to me. He's talking to me like right here, looking right at me. And I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so, Chris. I think so. <laughs> this year or last year? This year. This year? Just, yeah, just yesterday, bro. Wait, who's that? Who, who's mommy? His mother. Oh, his okay, mother. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, um, yeah, my, and Zell's mom's going through a little something right now. So, you know, we just all keeping positive energy. No, for sure. For him to go out there and run his ass off for his mom's that's going through it right now, that shit was dope, bro. So I just kept reminding him, we're doing this for mommy. <laughs> Can you hear that on the field? I think it's funny when, like, we all know, we've all played before, when people on the sidelines saying some nonsense and you're like, dude, they can't hear you on the field. It's, like, impossible. But sometimes, I mean, nah got that voice you can hear no matter what. So were you were you hearing not from the sidelines? Definitely could hear. <laughs> you was hearing a lot from that that side of the crowd. That section, oh, yeah. yeah, that you section was wild. Wow. Oh, no. I thought it was going through itself. <laughs> so getting back to what I was saying from last year. So how did you guys feel on campus? How, oh. What's your guys' thoughts when you guys see that? Like your guy who's been helping you out since you guys were little kids going through the system together and seeing that because the rivalry is real. We've I've had plenty of Hendrickson a lump on previously, and they say that on the field battle is definitely real. So when you guys see that, your guy going to Coach Ahendi, what are your thoughts, Zell? You guys got Zell first. I was, I was like, nah. It didn't, like, I was cool. Like, I was like, cool. Like, I don't blame him. Like, he got a, like, he got a good job, coaching job. Like, I don't blame him. But when it came to game day on the championship day, and he's using chance that he used to use, like, when we was on the team. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, yeah. What? This nigga's a traitor. I'm like, yeah. What? This a traitor. Yeah. It was up. It was up. He was every, I think one run I had a got a first down. I, I stepped on this kid, got a first down. I just flexed on that sideline. I was screaming, too. We talking about when you, uh, when you stiff arm uh, Kamali? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kamali. I like this show. I like this show. <laughs> hey, Kamali came on the podcast, and he actually shouted him out. People turn that to a reel. He's like, bro, Zell put me on a poster. I'm not going to lie. He said for him to shit out of me. <laughs> he put that whole team on a poster. Everybody got it, bro. That was crazy. And so you felt extra good. You're like, you're looking at nah, you're like, this one's for you. This one's for you, Ray. Yeah, I would, I looked him dead in his, I swear I looked him dead in his face. I said, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yo, so you used that some, some like t intensity, some like, some fuel for your flames. I told him that was like I'm not playing. Like we was like I was trying to win that game for real. Nah, the funny you want to hear the, the funny part is like I'm cool with his mom. She like my sister brother sister relationship. So the game was over. Whatever. What did she tell? Oh yeah, she told my wife Rose. She said, 
when you go home, tell the ops that he, I was like, oh, man, I'm the ops now. <laughs> How about Justin? Can you or can you not confirm he is the ops last year? Yeah, that was the exact words I was about to say. <laughs> like the whole like I think I don't know how I knew. I like knew before he announced it that he got the job at Hendrickson. Like I forgot who told me, but yeah, I knew he was about to go there. Right? I was cool with him throughout the season because we ain't playing. But when the game came, I, I would say that he's an op. Like yo, it's, it's what Zell said, right? Because he d- did the same t- thing with us with my team. He got us hyped before the game. He took all the Hendrickson boys, used our same exact chant. No, click, no, click, no, click, no, click, no, click, no, click. No, what? I was like, wow. <laughs> and look, it's, it's even. It, up a little bit, but it, it, was, it was even crazier, right? Because when the game first started, I think uh, they started with ball, but we they scored whatever. We I started on offense. I didn't start on defense last year. So the first drive out there on offense, right? He comes, he, he says he ain't do it, but we come up. He starts talking about, yo, can they wear that on their face? Can they wear that? Can they have this? Because me and Ja'Kai had tinted visors on. It was like a whole thing. It was just like, wow. You keep bringing this stuff. You keep saying that. Like, wow. I'm not thinking about your face mask. Right? Anything to me. win. Anything to win on the yeah. sidelines. But hey, I respect it. Think about me. Think about what you're talking about. There's no way I would say anything about a visor. I was worried about a visor. Yo, I, I know Ja'Kai had to take his off. That's uh, a <laughs> refs got y'all. So, <laughs> so finally, you guys, senior, you guys finally go out with the W. What do you attribute that was different this year opposed to your previous three years? We just, we just wanted it. Like before the game, I got the guys rallied up. Like we just like that whole week, we was just preaching like, don't be selfish. Alumni is coming. It was just like, don't be selfish. And we just got it done. Like, we just didn't be selfish. He got a touchdown. I had a touchdown. Dean had a touchdown. Two. Chance had a touchdown. Brady scored. It was just like, whoever yeah. can make a play at the uh, moment, we just was like, all right, we're going to go with it. Yeah, the white Mike Vick out there. I was, I was saying, <laughs> you know, out here scrambling. Yeah, I was calling him that all week. Because <laughs> he was running a lot of practice. I was I couldn't. Like, right, Mike, Mike Vick. But, but all right, let's, let's be real, though. You guys are probably always saying that your sophomore year, your junior year. Let's not be selfish. What was like? Do you guys have a different game plan this time around? Because you know, I, I, you can say that you can say that that was the, the real trigger. But I mean, it's been a lot of Hendy dominating recently. So I'm sure you guys had those same pump up talks, stuff like that. If we're being real, so like, what I mean, what was like the actual thing? Like, you think I, you switching over to the slot opposed to like staying consistent? Sometimes you think you guys can be in your own head and beat yourselves. It was just we wanted it. We we just wanted it like that. And, like pregame, we wanted it. We just like I like I can't like we just knew we had to like play for each other like we didn't like we don't like them on the field as war for real so we just play for our brothers and we got it done. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Hey. Do you have any? Do you have anything to say, Justin, about what was different posted this year? I mean, I like to think like this class of 2023 is special, and I think like the 2023 that entered LaSalle freshman sophomore year. It was just better than every other 2023 in Rhode Island. Like, the group that we had, we played together growing up. Like, we just been through so much. And, like, because, like, if you look at it, like, the premier players or, like, the, the standouts in that game, we've been through, like, pain together. Sophomore year, junior year, like, this year in the regular season, like, we've been through it all together. Like, and this year was, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't for ourselves. It wasn't for our coach. It was for each other. It was, like. Like we don't want to let this person down. We don't want to let them down. It was a, it was for us, and we was gonna do that for each other. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, do you have anything to say? No, what, as a coach and as I've seen them on the sidelines and you have no filter, you can't get in trouble. <laughs> so what would you say, nah, was different opposed to I figure out who this is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Let's get, hold on, give me a second. Let's get real. This is a dude that started a war over a number. <laughs> and he talking about all we got is us. <laughs> Hold up, man. What the hell? Nah, good shit, Justin. Go ahead. What you say? No, I'm saying so. Like you have no, you you can offend anybody you want. You know they gotta. You know I must see you talk your stuff for your boys. What would you see different on the sideline, especially being a coach handy last year, being on the sideline this year, evaluating it from afar. What would you say was different opposed to this year, opposed to the previous years where Hendy would just consistently win and come out on top? What do you think can you say was different for the, this LaSalle group? Because LaSalle always got dogs. LaSalle always got that team. Nah, but you know, like last year, last year, Hendy had some, Hendy had some dudes, bro. And, and they know it. They, they, they had some dudes that they didn't have this year. Not saying they were any weaker this year or that year, but there were some different guys there last year compared and, and that, that are gone now that I said it at the end of last year because he ran wild last year. Yeah. And they, they, they bro, it was 40 to 49. Shootout. Who, who loses? Nobody. Like, nobody loses, bro. It's a win win. Sorry the score didn't reach the way you wanted to, but I, I said it then. I said, yo, next year, I was, I was on the handy sideline. I was like, yo, we in trouble because they couldn't stop him. He he gave everybody, all their seniors, the business. I think he wa- he walked on Bibby's chest, uh, choke slam Kamali, <laughs> Shook, yo spin moved on Bless in the backfield. Um, I forgot what you did to Duran. You know, cooked him in a, with a hem hem in, in, in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that was somebody on that team last year, even they, they won that game, but they left on the poster. <laughs> they left on the poster, bro. Straight up. So you no know, coming in this year, the difference. I think they grew up because there was a statement made last year. <clears throat> there was a statement made that this group, this crew couldn't do it. O- only thing they were good for were youth championships. Mm. That was stated. I was in the room when it was stated. And I, and, and, I, and I will never forget it because when the person was they're only good for youth championships. I'm sitting there like, I coach one of them. <laughs> Who you talking to, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, hold up. So I felt a little weird about that statement, but I heard the statement. And you know what I mean? And I told them. You know, I'm like, yo, bro, they saying all y'all can do is win youth chips. Y'all can't climb over the mountain. Y'all can't rise up and be men. And I think they, and that, and that was the difference, bro. They finally rose up. Because they, they were hands down. And let me keep it a buck, man. Every single Mount Hope Cowboy on that field yesterday did his damn thing. And every number was a Mount, besides 88, was a Mount Hope Cowboy, bro. 12, 6, 3, 2, 10, 10 44, 1. 1. Bro, the list goes Five. on. The list goes The Mount Hope Cowboys on both sides of that ball had 10, literally 10 starters. Yeah. That's and insane as a youth organization. That's no, insane. It definitely is. And that was a perfect segue for the Cowboys. We have all Cowboys alum right here. And um, just, I lo- I'm glad you guys came by, uh, Justin and Zell, because to get a like, different perspective from it, too. Because my brother, Brandon, played for, originally he played for the Cardinals. And I was like, this organization is just not what it should be for youth. All these coaches, they're all parent coaches. They all don't care. They're all just giving their kid the ball 24-7. Even if their kid may stink, they're still giving it to them 
25 times a game. They don't, they're not developing other players. They're making coaches paying for everything, paying for the uniforms, paying for the polos. They're stealing money. <laughs> they're selling all these fundraisers are stealing money. They don't care about the kids. They care more about going to Florida for themselves than they do for the kids. Yeah. So we left them. Then we went to the Braves. Brandon got more playing time there, developed more, you know, as a player. But then all the kids there were just they were goofing around the entire time. The coaches over here playing like they're playing like throwing footballs at these kids, like playing grab after these kids, which I was trying to say. And it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? You're supposed to be the head coach. You're fucking around with these kids, and then you wonder why these kids go to Tolman or Shea, and then Tolman and Shea have a two two years where they're down, and they have one good year, and then three down years again, and they come back up. Because they have, they have a special class of kids. But for the most part, they're not having that consistency like the Cranston West has, like NK has. Because those, those schools are growing up together. They push the kids out to a good system, and then they go from there. So Brace basically was not it for Brandon. Now I'm like, you know what? Where am I going to go somewhere where it's not going to be parent coaches, where the coaches actually care for these kids, and they're trying to put them in a position to succeed? Long story short, they're like, but probably like interviews. So I like met with you, met with Renz. So I'm like, all right, this is a place where Brandon should go and develop. Mm-hmm. And then you were there. You had no ties to Brandon beforehand. And I think you did a good job of evaluating talent, putting kids in a position to succeed, and then b- developing that trust with the kid and having that kid believe in himself because you're instilling that trust with them and that confidence in them. Because I think that's one thing Brandon lacked before he went to the Cowboys was confidence. And I think you had a big part of putting that confidence in him, God. which got him to Hendrick and got, got him that playing time, Thank started, you. et cetera, all that type of stuff. And I don't think if he, had, he didn't go to the Cowboys, he wouldn't have had that, and he wouldn't have developed to that next, that next level. Putting him in that seven-on-sevens with him, Bad Dude, Freddie, that team was stacked. Marquise... <laughs> All of them. Zell. A whole bunch. Our entire team. Dean. The entire team was stacked. Was QB, yeah, and man. that's the type of stuff you need to see. And like I think the kids can see that from afar. Like, oh, this coach really wants me to develop. And that's my long-winded story of how I think Brandon succeeded and got helped with Nah. I mean, you guys just heard me saying, do you guys agree with that, Justin? Like, how are your thoughts when you're a kid and you see these coaches? I'm not sure your story, Justin, where you started the Cowboys first. If you went Central Most. Several else beforehand, but um, how do you think the Cowboys helped you out as a kid? Um, <clears throat> so I started at Edgewood uh, with Zell, but uh, I ended up playing game day fitness when I was uh, young. So, like, I was playing Edgewood in the summer. I was going to game day. And, man, it's like a different environment. It's like like football. Like, they breed football players. And, like, I was always, like, I always, like, I like to think I was always good playing for Edgewood. But when I went to my Hope, that's when, like, my play started to, like, transcend and get like reach the next level like I became like I went from playing running back playing receiver which I'm like blessed that happened because look at me now um DN that's where like I started being a monster on the <laughs> on the defensive <laughs> side and like, it just brought the dog out of me I like to say and that year was like it also taught me how to like face adversity with that team like we've been through a lot and we just end up like fighting through it and going to nationals so I like to think yeah that not in the Cowboys had a big part to you know developing you. How about you, though? Um, yeah, just like he said, I started at Edgewood, and you know, um, I I got to shine over there, but I just was like we was losing too much. We was like <laughs> <laughs> we was we was going big the whole regular season, and we will end up losing. So then um, I was like, I right, I'm gonna go when I get to get coached by Coach Renz, and um, they had Bubba too, 
And then come to find out, Amis went too. So like it was like cool. We all came and we got good. And then we went to Nationals that year. And then I went JV with Coach Na. And um, it just like it showed me like how to lead, be a good player on the field, and um, how to have that swag too. Cause like they know my hope. They got the got the drip, all that. <laughs> they win. So yeah, it was it was an honor, pleasure. No, for sure. I mean, do you guys, uh, Zell, do you agree what I was saying about like? How can you could you guys being that young, can you guys feel the difference being that young playing for a coach who actually cares about you opposed to, uh, you know, that parent coach where they're just feeding their kid 25 times a game? Like, would you rather play for someone like a nod opposed to that parent coach where you can see like actually caring about the team like the Rens is hurling all of them? I'll definitely play for like a coach that's for like the team. Like. If somebody's eating, give that person a ball. Winning. Like, yeah, like, we want to win. It wasn't and really about, like, development. It was, like, winning. Like, it's like it taught you how to win. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, like... That's every, what we did. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did, win. And that's what every kid wants to do. When, like, you actually care about the sport, you want to go out there, play, and win. And that's what we did. Yeah, for sure. So, not, what was your mindset? So, like, say, like, a Brandon comes in, <clears> you know, um, you know, because... You know, Brandon's Colombian. You don't see a lot of Hispanic players coming to the Cowboys as much. So, like, when you see something like that, do you even care? Is, is skin color even a thing for you? Because that's the thing people like to talk about, but you know, we're keeping it real here. We're keeping it real. You know, if a player who's white comes on your team, Spanish, Asian, does that even matter to you at all? Cousin, brother, your brother's friend or anything like that. What's your mindset when the kid comes onto your team that, hey, nah, I want to I be a part of the Cowboys? Um, well... Just to add on to what you were saying about, you know, giving a kid, giving, you know, guys coaching because their son's there and giving their son the ball. Who plays for me? Your son. Does he get any extra? Nah. <laughs> he works just as hard as everybody. My, my son's been playing for me since he was five years old. I taught him. There's a group of kids that all started for me when they were five years old. That's my son, Tamoy, Little Hurl, Shadeen, Jalan. Uh, DeAndre, that's at West Warwick. DeAndre Chase, is that, is that DeAndre Chase? Mm -hmm. Yep, DeAndre Chase was there then, Tiny Mike. Sakari, Markeem's little brother. Um, There's a bunch of little dudes, and they, you, know, all, you know, all those dudes. I've been coaching my son for a, a large amount of time, bro, and, like, that's not, um, you know, who you are. You're, like I tell kids all the time, bro, your playing time, you control your playing time. You control how much time you play. You control the position you play, what you do at practice. I am not here. I'm not even from here. So I don't know your mama. I don't know your daddy. I don't know none of them suckers. So, <laughs> nah, nah, let me stop. But I don't know nobody, so I have no favoritism. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's your talent speaks for itself. Your work ethic speaks for itself. What you give me you know, speaks for itself. If, if you're that dog, it's going to show. It's going to shine. You're going to be on the field. I have it, it, see it, one of the toughest things about being a youth coach is like, I, I definitely I care about the kids. Um, being a part of the culture that I'm a part of and where I'm from, you know, teaching the kids and dealing with kids is, is like a number one rule in my culture. So I, I, I and just as a people, if we want to be better as a people, we got to work. It starts with our kids first. So I'm huge into the kids. So um, you know, dealing with kids is it, uh, um, it's tough because you got to deal with the reality of. Sometimes a kid sucks, and as a grown man, you got to say that, but you can't say that <laughs> loudly. You know what I mean? You got to say that because, bro, no cap. Every kid's not, every kid's not, but you can't tell a kid that. So it's it's a slippery slope being a youth coach because you just can't run around. Bro, you got to, you know what I mean? So, so I have a question to you. So when you have a kid, kid A, who who sucks, 
they say if it's just like seventh grade and they stink. Mm-hmm. Are you totally giving up on that kid? Are you still trying to develop him? Or uh, one thing I love about coaching is coming August first, and there's a kid that can't do a three point stand. Who do we have that couldn't do one? Um, oh no, nah, you know who stepped their game up? Oh, um, Adrian. Oh yeah. Didn't he step his game up to the end of the season? Adrian was, couldn't tackle a lick in August. Come, come November, come November in the playoffs, Adrian was putting. <laughs> yo, he was sticking homeboy from Hartford. Yo, yeah. yeah, man. So like, that's one thing I love watching a kid come in August and he's not all that. But then over that, the next two months, watch him develop to where his three-point stance is crazy. He's flying around the field. He's confident. He's making tackles. He's making good blocks. That's what I coach for. That's my biggest thing, bro. Watching the kid develop is huge. Yeah, but I'm just saying, so you said he stinks, though. So, like, how do you still intertwine him with the good players like the Zells, the Justins, Brandon's bad dudes? How are you putting them out there without risking the injuries of one of those your good players even though this kid may stink beginning of like his seventh grade year. So what you're asking me now is a coaching technique. That's definitely what you're asking me because one of the things you no, because it's big though. Because on, on other teams where like say the Cardinals or stuff like that, they just give up. All right, you're you're a bench player now. You get your three plays in, you get back down, and then you got to deal with the parents. Oh, why isn't my kid playing? Well, your kid stinks. That's why. But then other players, like other teams, like you, you're still developing. You're getting them more plays in. Then you, he's getting better. To help you guys out your eighth grade year, a lot of like, how don't you just give up on that kid? Because like I said, a lot of pop Warner teams just give up, and that kid never develops. Well, that's just lame. That's just lame dudes out here. It's just hard to find. It's hard to avoid those kind of people. But one of the main one of the main teaching points is to separate your group of kids. You cannot if you got twenty five kids on your roster, you can't be doing twenty five man drills. You got to break the groups up. You know what I mean? You got to – this crew's working on this. This crew's working on that. You got to break it up in, or, in order to start individual – because the best way to teach a kid is, you know, one-on-one and consistency. Every day do it. Every day. Every day. It's got to be consistent. Can't take a day off. And, you know, and then having that smaller group to where I only got five guys, now I can teach Wes off. I'm talking to 25. I'm yelling. Yeah. That's the, that's the key difference. But yeah, for sure. So – so how do you um, – so when you're putting these seven-on-seven seven teams together, because you uh, have been known to have the all-star squad, how are you putting these teams together when you're looking at um, – yeah, what's your thought process when you're putting these seven-on-sevens uh, seven together? And I know you guys want to plug uh, your seven-on-seven uh, seven national team as well. You want to put it in here because you're uh, doing fundraisers right now for that as well too, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Behind the Pads is, um, is my track. I said Behind the Pads is my travel org. Um, as of right now, um, I'm huge. My, my life, it's Mount Hope Cowboys behind the pads. That's it for me right now. I'm not concerned about, you know, that, 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 I, I never even wanted to coach high school, to be honest. I never did. It was brought to me. I never went to go. I never, I'm not going to, every position that I have besides the owner of BTP, I was asked to do. I, I don't go reaching, you know, somebody came to me and said, yo, can you come help us? Can, can, can you do this? But my whole Cowboys, my son was playing Tiny Mike. The coaches were struggling one day. They said, yo, can you give us a hand? Here I am today. <laughs> Straight up, that's exactly how it happened. Yo, can you give us a hand? So, um, <clears throat> now as far, you know, so starting behind the pads, man, BTP, and like I said, it, started, it kind of started with these dudes right here. Straight up. And I don't, I, I used to pride myself on not host, hosting tryouts. I really don't have to host trials. I don't. I don't. I have every everyone I need to travel out of this state and compete in this country is right here on my phone. 
I don't need tryouts. I do, and the reason why I do, me, me and my wife talked about it, do tryouts to try to get more kids involved, try to give other kids an opportunity. But it's not tryouts, it's not something that we have to do, bro. I got, and, and I don't have to, I'm not, like these dudes are with me because just cause, bro, ask them, why y'all with me? I'm real. I don't pay them to hang with me. I didn't, yo, I'm gonna give you $20, come chill with me at this podcast. Bro, I called them, I said, yo, what'd I say? Podcast. You wanna go to a podcast? Yeah. They said, yeah. Same way I called them. Yo, y'all want to play 7v7? No, matter of fact, you know where it started? Y'all want to play flag? Mm-hmm. They was like, yeah. You want to go to Philly and play flag? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You want to go to Jersey and play flag? Hell yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah, we got a comment right here. It says, they're not an all-star squad. It's a determination of the dogs who want to play. So, huh? What is that? They said, uh, it's not an all-star squad. It's a determination of the dogs who want to play. Of the dogs that want to play. Okay. So they're saying they're not, you're not putting an all-star squad together. You're, you're putting together a squad of kids who actually want to play because the, their determination to play. Okay, thank you. I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is, but Bubbly, yep. Shout out to Bubbly person. I'm not sure who that is, but yeah. So, I mean, do you agree with that? So, like, do you think you're, you're putting together all-star squads, or do you just think you're just developing these kids from, from like, all-star squad? I'm just cool with these dudes. It's not my fault he's nice. It's just, I, I'd have been cool with him if he couldn't play football at all, bro. Like, like, you know what I mean? I'm cool with his pops, you know what I mean? I'm cool with his mom. His uncle Gerard is my man. Me and his uncle go way back. I'm cool with him. Me and his father won a basketball tournament when I first moved up here. I know his father before. I think he was a baby. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, bro, I, it ain't got nothing to do with I, I just got I, I got some cool friends. Just so happened that they nice. <laughs> what you want me to do, bro? And I got a few more. Romeo, Vinny, Ja'Kai. This guy's missing. Earl, Izzy, uh, Jalan, Phoenix, uh, Amari. Don't let me forget nobody, bro. Uh, Team I mean, don't let me forget nobody, bro. Uh, Dean. When, 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 Dean, when he finally comes on. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Dean. Come on, Dean. It's time to go, baby. So are you guys on, on the 7-on-7 seven seven squad right now, too, for Nationals? Oh, us too? Yeah, you too? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So, where are you guys going first? Arlington. Dallas. Oh, oh nice. Oh, Our nice. trip's exclusive this year. Yeah. This so, schedule's exclusive this year. So, with people who are watching, we're turning us into a real, you look to send fundraising. How can they reach out? How can they help you guys get more funding to go to Arlington? Uh, right, um, right now, uh, we have a virtual cannon. It's on my page. My name is Nadim Robinson, N-A-D-I-N-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Um... Uh, we have a fundraising. Uh, there's a there's a link up for our, our cash app. You can always drop a dollar. I got 2,500 friends. I just asked for a dollar. Throw a dollar in the cash app. It should throw a dollar in the cash app every Friday from now until January 28th. We leave. Yeah. yeah. Keep throwing a dollar in there every Friday. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it ain't gonna hurt you. And like I said, I, I got the little guys because we got our organization's kind of big. So we got some younger crews. We've been out there canning. Um, it's winter time. Um, canning is not something I prefer to do. But we're at a stage like I create like when I created behind the pads, I said, you know, we did a lot of fundraising. So I said, um, I, and we do So when you do fundraising, you're asking the neighborhood for money. You're always asking the neighborhood. So I said, yo, let's become a nonprofit. So let's become a nonprofit. So then I can start filing for grants. You know what I'm saying? And sponsorships like that. The nonprofit is cool. We're a nonprofit 501c3. We're cool. It's cool for like little businesses and stuff. But I thought I could file for grants. Every single app, I've been filing for grants for two years. I know there's some people that's going to that's gonna chime in and be like, oh, you could do this grant, you could do this grant. Man, listen. 
I'm telling y'all right now, for, my phone number is 401-499-4653. If you know a grant, call me right now. I'm telling you, you better be right because I've been all on them. Every time you file for a grant, you get to it. You file for the grant, go to the next screen, get ready to hit submit. Right before you hit submit, it says, if you are a travel organization, you disqualify from this grant. Every single grant, athletic grant, bro, you disqualify for when you're a travel team. Now, listen, people says, well, how do they know you're a travel team? Well, to file for a grant, you must, you must, you must write a budget plan because you're asking for money. So you have to have a budget plan typed out to show what you need money for, what you're going to do with the money, and where you're going with the bread. You have to submit that. So as far as our, our, our goal amount, let's say, we, let's say hypothetically we ask for 50000 Well, under that 50000 guess what's a part of that 50000 Travel. Mm -hmm. So that that screws us. So you mean to tell me I got to go back, I got to go back, redo my budget plan, take off the flights, and then just ask for, you know what that's called, folks? Let me, let me teach y'all a lesson. Y'all know what that's called? It's right. called embezzlement. <laughs> it's called embezzlement for all you lame brains out there that don't know nothing about this. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this for two years with this nonprofit thing, and I've done my homework, and it's not easy. So, so that being the case, now, now it's 2022. I can't file for grants. So now I got to go the old school route, and we're back to Canon and doing a virtual thing. So please help. I hate to ask people, my wife, and I hate to charge these kids. Do you, I sat back and wrote the budget plan for 2023 tournaments. And I, when I'm writing the budget plan, I'm writing the numbers for each tournament, registration fee, flight. I'm looking up flights, everything. I broke the number down. The number was crazy. The number was crazy. Me and my wife, she's like, she's like, oh, that, that's a decent number. I'm like, nah, I can't ask my folks to pay this number. That's crazy. So I had to wiggle, I had to wiggle the number because this is what you need. You need flight. You need hotel or stay, Airbnb. Then you need a, a vehicle once you get to wherever you're going. And, and guess what else you got? You got to eat. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, 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 and oh, guess what else? You're going to a tournament. Oh, there's a registration fee for that. Oh, <laughs> when you get to the tournament, guess what you need? Helmets. Oh, there's a, it's twenty five dollars a helmet out. There. You feel what I'm saying? So there's things. So what I had to do, I wrote that, I, I broke that down, divided it amongst the kids. The number was astronomical. I said, you know what? Nah, I scratched everything off except for flight and stay, rental, food, scratch off. Uh, 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 Registration, scratch, scratch, all that off. So I came to a number that was strictly flight and stay. Right now, that number is three fifty a kid. That's three fifty, three hundred and fifty dollars a tournament. And my 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 girl's like, yeah, that that number's it. That, that, that. You can ask for that. I'm like, that's still a lot to ask for some folks, bro. This is seven v seven. There's no there's no NF NF. What is it? National Federation of High Schools. There's no NFHS. There's no there's nothing demanding what seven v seven. There's nothing tying these kids in. Yep. They, they don't have to come to practice. They don't have to play. There's nothing. There's no guidelines. There's no rule. This is it's, it's recreational. Seven v seven. There's nothing binding you in. So you know to, to ask somebody to pay three fifty for it's, it's kind of it was crazy to me. I'm like, it's crazy to me. But, but other people look at yo that ain't bad. No, look what you giving them. Nah, I'm like, but still, man, I'm I'm in the hood. I'm always being the hood. We in the inner city, and it ain't that easy for folks to be coughing up three fifty. Yeah, straight up. So, so what? Uh, so you're assuming you're eating the cost in this. You're you're covering the rest of those costs, and uh, you've always been like that. Even when Brandon's playing for you, you know, you know they'll stay at your crib, and <laughs> you know you're buying them food, you're taking them out in the morning, getting them breakfast, you're bringing them to practice, you're dropping kids off at the practice and shit like that. And um, 
you know, Angel and all them been on, James, the Tyler Hendrickson team been on, and I was doing the same thing for the kids at Hendrickson. I was picking these kids up. We're heading the field together. We're doing all this stuff for them, and, you know, we don't have to be doing that. So where do you think that came about from you? Like, why, you know, why is that so important to you to help these kids out? All right, I'm going to give you that. You want the real? All right, I'm going to stop sugarcoating it. I sugarcoated it earlier. I'm from Long Branch, New Jersey. I'm a member of the Nation of Gods and Earths. The Nation of Gods and Earths, my name is Nadim Allah. The, in the Nation of Gods and Earths, um, one of our main goals and one of our main teachings is the kids, bro. I, I, I said this before, but it, it's the babies. That's where it is. I, I've been a member of the Nation of Gods and Earths since August 30th, 1988. It's not that many people around. And for those out there that don't might not confuse what the Nation of Gods and Earths is, let me help you out with some of the members. The entire Wu-Tang Clan, Buster Rhymes, LL Cool J. Here's one for you that you might like, Jay-Z. Uh, these are all members of the Nation of Gods and Earths to help some of y'all out. So, um, and there's a lot more, but being, being, and what we teach in our culture, and it was, I come from, like, like I said, back in the day, where it was, it was tougher to be a member of this culture. <clears throat> it was really tough back then to be a member of this culture. You had to know your, you had to know your stuff to be a member of this culture back when I came up, and before then, and earlier times, but you, you know what I mean? And then there's guys from that time when I came around that ain't even around no more. These brews ain't, they, some of them are blood, some are crips, some of them are, uh, uh, who knows what they're doing right now. Some of them are smoked out, some of whatever. You know, this, the brothers ain't around no more. It's only a chosen few that's still around. So being a part of the Nation of Gods and Earths is in my heart. It's who I am. It's in my blood. So taking care of the babies is the number one rule of the Nation of Gods and Earths. And the babies are the youth. That's why I'm so dedicated, straight up. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with me clout chasing and people bug me out clout chasing okay you're talking to a guy that ain't from here what clout am i looking for from a bunch of people i don't know <laughs> i'm if, if clout chasing comes from being around people you know people you want to impress i don't know y'all <laughs> i just met y'all bro i don't care what you think about me i could care less i'm more concerned about what my neighborhood thinks about me so if I was in my neighborhood, then I would say, you may might be right. I might be clout chasing. But being somewhere where don't nobody and I don't know, man, listen, man, nobody worry about no clout. I'm trying to help these boys get to the next level. I, and, and Effie, you know, I got to, yeah. I'm not going to want to toot my own horn and be like some of these other guys. I got him there. I got him there. But these kids have already admitted to me, and I can show you the receipts. Samuel Badu will tell you right now, I helped him get into Brown University. Um... It, and there's a lot of other guys that came up through my ranks that I, I, I like I didn't help Keith get to URI, but Keith's been playing for me his whole life. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Him and his brother Matt. They've been yeah. playing for me their whole life. The proof's in the pudding, bro. If they weren't I'm gonna tell you right now, if Marquise and Matt wasn't playing for me, they was at Davy Lopes. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, I mean you definitely helped a lot of kids. Like I said earlier, Brandon definitely, um, you know, appreciates what you've done my for guy, him. My guy. Uh, he wanted to be on, but it's like three o'clock in the morning where he is, so he couldn't be sleeping. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, yeah, so what? So you said a lot of people aren't here and stuff like that. So did you ever fall down like that path where it could, it could have been bad? Like was there something that happened that like changed your thought? Or was that always your mindset from the beginning, or was it like a moment where you're like, oh damn, I got to change my life before it gets bad? Uh, that moment came when I moved to New, when I moved from New Jersey here. When I moved here in Halloween, 1999, um, I left New Jersey because too much knew me, and I knew too much. If you know, you know. Straight <laughs> 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 up, bro. You know, listen, man. I get it, bro. I, I'm, I'm working on writing my book. Somebody's helped me with this little app that you could talk into the app, 
and the app will the app will take everything that you say and write it and send you back a copy mm. of it written. So I'm working on my little book. My my shit's straight out of a movie, bro. Have you got a little sneak peek right here? So what you were like falling with the new like the bad crown and stuff like that, yeah, and listen, it was just going down the wrong listen, wrong man. wrong road. Raising cane in my ass. Snowfall my ass. <laughs> we know who you talking to right now, man. You know what my nickname was back home, man. I mean, that, call, what, what was it? What was it? Call me Nah Clean. Hey, mm, hey, because that shit was white. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was white, bro. We can't get into all that, though. No, no, no. But like I said, I knew too much. Too much knew me, man. So the change of moment was when I moved here. I moved here. I was twenty four years old. Never had a job. I did two months in the ninth grade in Florida, I, and I, I got expelled. I never went back to school. That was 1990. Um, first time ever working was when I moved to Rhode Island. Uh, so that's, what, 12, 12, 15 years. I was just hustling, a born hustler, born hustler. So um, moving up here uh, to get away. Um, uh, you know, I came up here. You know, I had some bumps and grinds moving to Rhode Island, and I still had, you know, bringing some of the old ways with me. I, I'm fresh here from New Jersey. You know? But why'd you pick Rhode Island for of all places? It wasn't a pick. It was funny. My ex, uh, I, I went to Maryland because I grew up in Maryland when I was a baby, when I was younger. So um, I was like, yo, let's go back to Maryland, the chick I had at the time. I was like, let's go back to, let's go to Maryland. She ain't like it out there. It ain't work out. So she was like, I got a friend in Rhode Island. I said, Rhode Island, New York? <laughs> all the time, bro, all the time. <laughs> Long Island? No, bro, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. But the times were so hard down there in Maryland, I was like, Rhode Island? All right, man, whatever. So we jumped in the hoopty and I headed on up to Rhode Island. Hey, y'all, it's so funny when I got so now, all right, listen, like I said, you talking to a hustler. Being a hustler from where I'm from in New Jersey, that means you always went to New York to do your business and you came back home. Mm -hmm. And that's how we did everything. So back in the day, going to see my connect, Nike and Holy, no, I'm just <laughs> you know, going up to uh, uh, Spanish Harlem, uh, 145th and Broadway, you know, 138th, 139th, that area. If anybody's been around that area back in the 90s and the 80s, you know, as soon as you walk, it's like, it's like DR. It was like DR back then. So, um, so, so it's funny. So now I'm moving to Rhode Island. <laughs> I moved around, I think I moved to Benedict Street. It's like two blocks from Cranston Street. So I moved here at night. The next day I said, let me go take a walk. You know what I'm saying? I took a walk, walked down to the end of the block. I looked around. I said, man, what is this? New York, bro? It was, yo, and it was Cranston Street, bro. Was, Cranston Street was my first Rhode Island experience. And I felt like I was right at home. I was like, yo, this is Spanish Harlem, bro. So I was like, this is dope. It was just Puerto Ricans and Dominicans everywhere. Still. I was still to this day. So I was like, oh, shit, Rhode Island, I see you. It must be a cat. So me, me being a hustler where I come from, when I see all this, it, <laughs> You're like racist in them. <laughs> I'm racist in them. You start seeing Dominicans and shit. You start instantly thinking, who the plug? Who the, who's the plug around here, bro? Who got it? So you, did you fall in that trap again immediately when you came back? When you came into Rhode Island? Yeah, but you know it wasn't too long. I, I you know I ended up getting a job, man, and I was trying to get away from that. And then basically what happened to make a long story short, which I already made long, is growth and maturity. I grew up, and then oh, what really did was my son. Holy shit, I had, I had little Nadine when I was 30 years old, and that, that just took a whole toll on me. Like, I, I keep it 100 with you, until, and, and a lot of people tell you this, until you have a child, you will never know what love is. Mm. You love your mama. I, I love my mama too. I never knew what love was until I had my son. Straight up, bro. I ripped, the day he was born, I looked at him, I was like, oh shit, this is love? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I'll, I'll blow this hospital up for this right now. I never felt like that before. That you know what I mean? I think everyone who knows you knows you ain't bullshitting because 
does that uh did that start the uh, or has that always been there the combativeness in you because um I think we may have lost a couple of games because of you where the refs uh, had beef with you. You know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> Flag. I'm like, God damn, no. I'm, back. I'm like, fuck. Hold that shit back. God damn. So did that like, bring that more like, uh, you know, ambition out of you? Or is that always there, that, uh, I guess, that combativeness with you? Well, that, that's, that's, you know, that, that's coaching. Oh, that's a, oh, the raising, I, I the raising I, I, I grew up as a coach. Co grow, growing up as a <laughs> <laughs> Growing up as a, you know, growing up as a man, and then also coaching. If anybody out there that's a real coach, they know growing up and as growing up as a man, and then growing as a coach is kind of they're kind of the same, but they're definitely two different alleys. Because as a coach, you want to grow, you got to grow and mature as well. That's another, bro. Coaching, you learn humility. It's one thing I try to teach these guys. I coach tough. I coach passionate. I'm in your face. I'm yelling. I'm dogging you out. Da 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 da. I'm all, I'm all over you, bro. In, in, in a worse moment. The reason why I'm on you, the reason why I'm on them for that moment is to learn humility, bro. Like, you fucked up. So deal with that without, without having something to say. There's nothing for you to say. If, if you know you wrong, there's no, I'm wrong, but, there's no but, motherfucker. <laughs> you wrong. Shut up. Have you ever had those moments where you were wrong as a coach and you had to shut up and hold that back? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, are you are you admitting that to the kids? So like some people, um, you know, this outside looking in, you're that coach that's the loud coach, and then people may think you're giving that bad reputation to the kids. Oh, you know, this kid Justin or Zelda acting up. Oh, it's because they learned that from Nah. How do you feel if you hear that from other people? Well, like I said, I can't. You can't save them all. I, I, I can, I'm not gonna change who I am or my style for no child. I'm not. Either you, either you can deal with me or you're not. Like, again, I'm not clout chasing. I don't know y'all. <laughs> bro, either you with me or you not. And they know it, bro. I, I, and don't get me wrong. If you with me, oh, you know it. I'm honored, bro. How many times do I tell y'all I'm honored for y'all to come play with me? I'm honored for y'all to come, you know, play ball for me, bro. That I'm honored, bro. These, they don't have to. You understand? Let's, get, let's hear from them, the Justin. So when you see everyone knows, well, those who don't know, Nadim's pretty crazy on the sidelines the best way to say it. he can get really passionate on the sidelines he can get into it the ref sometimes he can get into it with uh fellow coaches and fellow uh members of the football community and as a player for a coach like that justin how do you feel are you taking that in? are you mimicking him sometimes or do you know it's coming from a good place how do you feel what was your th what's your thoughts with playing for someone like a nadim um, I don't think, like I would say, I mimic him or like it's like a bad thing, but like it's more like a, he cares for us. Because like you guys see him screaming or this, that, and the third, but I see as like a coach that's like willing to go f to war for us, like that's willing to do what it takes to like make sure we have a fair chance to win or that cares if we win or lose or how we like end up. Like one thing, like one situation that I like to like say now that like really reminds me of that. A couple years ago, like freshman year, like when COVID like finally started ending and stuff, we had a tournament. We was in mass. We was playing like way older than us. We was like fourteen. We was playing like eighteen, nineteen U, and they started like try to punk us, right? And we was in their state, their state. They was whatever, whatever. They start like swinging or whatever, and he was quick, quick to jump up, quick to like have our backs. You know what I'm saying? Make sure nothing happened to us, and like he's willing to do stuff like that. That's how I look at it. How about, how about you, Zell? Um, I definitely feel like he's very passionate, especially about um, like how we are. Like, I feel like buying into what he's saying 
Cause uh, I got a story. We was in his basement and we was uh, watching film, ready to get ready for a championship <laughs> game. <laughs> and like the guys was like just like not being disciplined, looking in and locking in. So he uh like shuts it all down. Like yeah, I brought mad pizza for us. He was like getting us ready for the game. <laughs> Tore everything up. The whole table. <laughs> he left the table the with the table. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All the pizza's gone. <laughs> Flipped the whole table, bro. I ain't eating shit. Yeah. <laughs> yo. <laughs> I, yo. Nigga, niggas have me heated. Do <laughs> 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 we, we need to get into this 2018 team? Because they said it yeah. last night. What'd you say last night? Y'all was the what? We was crazy. Crazy. We, I don't know. Like we got through a lot. Like, but we was <laughs> more like so much adversity. Just so much like everything. Like, people, people don't understand that 2018 team is. I think is the reason why our bond is the way it is. Because it, it was one point, literally. Like I guess since that, that High Park game. Yeah. After that High Park game, it, I had I was a 22 of us, 23 of us. After that High Park game, which was like the third or second game of the season, it was just me and them. It was me and my 23 kids, bro. There was, oh, no, yeah. there was no other coaches. Yep. There was no other nothing. They, they, two of the coaches walked off and left me. I watched them walk off in the sunset while I'm standing in a pile of dirty uniforms. They walked off on me. They just left me. And, you know, it was just me and the kids. For, so for like... If you don't mind me asking, so why, why did they walk off? You know the name names, but let's just put what just happened. I don't know. So, I know I'm still cool with both of them brothers now. I don't, at that time... I don't, who knows what they was going through, but no matter how, but then it's like they said, these dudes was assholes. So I don't know what happened on the ride up to that game that day. I don't know what happened, but these dudes was assholes back then. I got, I got tons of stories, bro. That 2018 team, it was assholes, but regardless of whatever oh, happened. Day. The kids. Oh, okay. I think my day as the coaches. Nah, 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 the kids team. was assholes. Oh. So I don't, I don't know what they did to that two, them two coaches before I got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, remember that game. Yeah, we, we, we had a rough game. We, we, Yo, me and Justin got benched. Bench. Yeah, they got the coach, yeah. The coach benched us on defense. Yeah, I don't know not, what. Uh, not offense. He benched us. So, like, yeah. Starting defense came out. We were just nowhere it was, to be it found. Was a, it was a weird vibe that game because I, I, normally I'm with the team, but it was something I had to do. I had to meet them there. So they end up, they, the kids end up riding up with the other coaches. So I don't know what happened on the bus ride, but I get to the game. Next thing you know, the other coach is like, yo, they ain't starting. I'm like, huh? These kids got to learn something. They ain't, they ain't. I'm like, what? Like, bro, listen, he was adamant about this and stuck to his guns because the other team was on the goal line twice, and we still didn't put them in. Yeah. I'm like, bro, are you serious? We gave up 14 points. And before they even got in the game, we was down 14 nothing before they even put that. But whatever happened, I don't know. So anyway, I think that was the bomb because those two coaches ended up leaving me. And it was just, and we had some other guys come along that tried to help out. But at the end of the day, it was me and the kids, bro. And I kept telling them that season. I said, bro, I don't have no help. The only help I got is y'all. I need y'all to behave to help me out as one man. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that 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 bond between that whole group, that 2018 group, that whole group is with me right now. The whole group is on BTP right now. Yeah, and that's what's that's what's up because like when I played, those certain coaches who I definitely vibe with and who I did not vibe with, and um, is you feel that passion, like that bond with somebody who actually cares, and yeah, they can be hard on you, but then they care for you at the same time. There's certain coaches who are just dickheads to you, and then it's like, why are you doing this for? They have no reasons to do it. And then you're like, why would I go to war for this guy? He doesn't care about me. He is not passionate about me. He's just here just to do it. And, um, you know, like you guys said, like, you can see Nas there for you no matter what. I think, all right, you guys may 
get into it with the refs, or you may get a, a sports from like or something like that. But at the end of the day, you guys are seeing that, and you guys are seeing Nas' passion, and you guys are going to think about them back of your heads. You know what? Next play, I'm going to go even harder for this guy. The coaches that I didn't buy, but I'm like, why would I go to war for this guy when he's just making fun of me? He's not. He's embarrassed in front of me, the team, with no type of like uh-huh. lesson and plan. So like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm not going to do this for this dude. Someone like you, like I know that for sure. Like, you know, when you would get into it with these refs and seven on sevens, I remember in um, and um, remember that one in Fall River, in Fall River with Brandon Badu, Freddie. Who's in Fall River? Yeah, it was in Fall River in that big ass. Um, oh, four kicks, not yeah, four kicks. Taunting. Yeah, taunting, taunting, taunting. Remember, I got kicked off the sideline, yeah. bro. I got kicked <laughs> off the sideline. I was heated, yeah. and then now I had to calm me now, which is the opposite. You're like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I went with I went with a bomb ass quarterback. I thought he was about to go out there. It's like I told these dudes the other day about their boy, one of their friends, like flag football, bro. That was a flag football tournament. Yeah. Flag football is football, but it's different, bro. It's different. different. Flag football is elusiveness. You gotta have your hips open. Yeah. And if you're a stiff ass football player where you're bro, it's not gonna work for you. <laughs> Flag's not gonna work for you, bro. Because there, there's no err out here. You know what I'm saying? Your err shit, when your teammates got the ball, you gotta stop stand still. So there's no err. You can't block or nothing, bro. Like relax, bro. <laughs> let's get let's get let's get some sauce out here. Some him him. Yeah, I think and we had we had a Rack team. Move. It was the it was Rack the twins. Move. It was Brandon. We had a uh, team. We had a team, and then no. I got kicked out. Then you were arguing with the rest, and like I think the day like, but the team saw that and they were going even harder. Yeah. Then we lost like in the, the Super Bowl game because I think is, the refs didn't like us. Is that that picture with the Mexican girls? Yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Mexico girls. Yeah, yeah and um, yeah. So ballpoint being is like, you know, those those kids are gonna ride for you when they know that you're there for no matter what. Like, me and you don't have to be there doing that type of stuff. And then, you know, they see that they're gonna ride for you at the end of the day, no matter what. It was funny. You know what's funny, bro? That's literally the first. That's the first travel tournament I ever went to. Yeah, that tournament with Brandon and the twin with the Corey Cam Sam. Yeah. Uh, who else? I think we had Matt Marquise. I think yeah. we, had, we had homeboy with the dreads, Malik from Central. Oh, yeah. We had Freddie. Yeah, we had uh, yeah, Freddie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Santi? Santi? Santi. Santi. Yeah. 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 So all that, like, being so, like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you guys are riding with Nala, like you guys said. So, um, I mean, I'm not sure. what time do you guys have to be out for? We're still live streaming. So, oh, nah, make sure you guys are It's 8.30. Yeah, 8.30. Let's get them out of here by 8.45. I want to get them home by now. All right, cool. Uh, one thing I like to do, uh, I like to give flowers while people are still alive, people who are really close on the podcast. So um, we can, we can let Nah finish first. But uh, Zell, what do you want to say? Anything to Nah and Justin? Like, I know you guys are cool too. Uh, what would you have to like say to them? Like any credits, any flowers you want to give while you know still alive on Kim? Um, well, just like being there when I need you to, like for rides, taking us to trips. <laughs> you feel me? Just like making sure we're straight and everything, you know. Uh, I just want to thank Justin just for like being there when I need him. Not for sure, man. Yeah, how about you, Justin? Anything you want to say to these two? Um, I'd like to thank Coach Nah for always keeping it real and like showing what, like, what is what, like being straight up about a lot of things, mostly everything. <laughs> and, and Zell, just want to thank him from like being there on and off the field like for my entire life. Someone I can count on. Man, I love to hear, man. I love giving that, love giving these flowers while you can still hear them. How about you? Nah, how about you? to these two? Are these two corners, man? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it's my gang, man. It's gang, gang since a baby, man. I love these dudes. They know it. They know it. Um, even guys like they 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 don't know it yet, but I can tell them off tip, off the rip, real rap. At least once, twice a month. At least twice a month, I'm texting Sam and Marquise. 
yeah. at least twice a month, and they're in college. I'll be doing the same thing with y'all in college. I'll be hitting you up. I t- yo, hold on. I am, I'm, let me stop. I'm lying. Sam, Marquise, Corey, Cam. Bro, I'll show you the message right now. I, got, I just got finished talking to Corey and Cam, just talking to Sam. All my guys that go further. I'd like to talk to Mike. Mike, um, Shadeen and them. Shot King's brother. I don't oh, get MJ. a chance to talk to MJ. I don't get a chance to talk to Mike as much. Text him. I don't have his number. But any of my guys that go on to the next level at any sport, I keep in contact with him, man. Um, I love him to death. I, like, again, I'm not – but my goal is to make sure these guys go to college, man, because my thing with college is it's like life with college and life without college is like a, a single-disc CD player versus a six-disc CD player. If you go to college, it's like a six-disc. You got options. You know what I'm saying? You could just press a button, move on to the next album. Press a button, move on. That's how easy life is. Go to college, press a button. It's like a 6 CD. Whereas though if you don't go to college, it's like a one-disc CD changer. <laughs> In order to listen to the next album, you got to pull it out the slide, press eject, take that one out, put that CD in. It's <laughs> mad work you got to do, bro. Like this shit, life's harder, bro. Yeah. Life's harder without that college degree, bro. Way harder now. And, and honestly, even with the college degree, they're making it even harder. Because before, you used to be able to do it with a... Um, associates. Associates. Now you got to have a bachelor's. Yeah. Or a graduate. And the biggest thing, you know, too, I could say to you guys is definitely networking. Definitely network. Meet as much people as you possibly can. Get yourselves out there. When they have, like, those uh, networking events, they're doing um, at the halls, something like that. Go to those things. A lot of people are going to look at you weird, like, are you doing that? Bro, I'm telling you right now, the people I know who are successful in life are the people that are doing those events that were studying abroad, who are going on vacations, living their lives. Not the people when you're, uh, we can get to it next. That's my quick topic for you guys to leave, but I'm not sure where you guys are going, but I went to URI. The people who I know at URI who are coming back home to party every single week, they ain't doing nothing right now. Like, bro, like you need to associate yourself with different groups of people, diverse yourselves, because if you're going to hang around the same people that you went to the side with, bro, I'm telling you, you're not gonna, you know, get to the next level where you should be going because, um, yeah, don't limit yourself. So I can definitely say I tell Brandon all the time. I'm sure you know the same way. Now, like, you don't need to get yourself a different, surround yourself with different people for sure. And um, cause I don't know. I know you guys both committed to your ride. I'm not sure if you guys want to say anything to Alex. I know Alex uh, helped you guys out a lot too, or anything like that. Real quick, it's up to you guys. He's live. If not too bad, Alex. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Committed. Committed. Yeah. No, uh, Cortez. ACSC. Yeah, cool. Nobody committed. Oh, no, no, no one committed yet. Oh no, shit. No, no. Well, any um, we, we can't stop, get into. We don't think into it. Y'all better stop lying out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 commit. I'm saying uh, uh, offers cool. Offers, offers, offers. offers. Yeah. Oh, so um, what are you guys looking at right now? Any offers looking to you guys? Um, Remember we're live. I'll say this right now. Same thing. You don't want to say. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Um, I got uh, five offers from uh, Navy, Army, LIU, Brown, and URI. No, nice. Nice. So, um, man, that's all dope. And you're just waiting for more to come in. You're just evaluating your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, like last week, I just like, I just stopped even like, I was worried more about the state championship, but now that got out the way, you know, we're going back to coach and talking it over, thinking of the best decision for our families. Nice. Nice. Is there that sticks out to you the most? You want to stay close by or if you don't want to talk about it, you can say no comment. We can go to Justin. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> plead the fifth. How about you, Justin? Where you look, who's looking at you? Um, URI, Sacred Heart, uh, UNH, Pitt. Uh, but it's like, same thing he said. Just had a biggest game of our lives, so really been worried about that. And now that that's over and, like, a weight's lifted off our shoulders, I think now we'll start getting back into, like, the recruiting thing. But Nice. Anthony, you want to say any co- uh, college coaches looking at you? Uh, 
plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but smart, yeah, smart. Um, and how about you, Not What are these coaches? You don't have to plead the fifth. What are these college coaches getting with Zell and Justin? Oh, they're getting some bomb-ass athletes, bro. I'm telling you, a lot you can do with these guys. And it's not just – one thing I've always taught them is um, keeping as many tools in your tool belt as possible. Don't just be one-dimensional at this position, be able to do multiple things because you never know what somebody's looking for or what you might have to do. But the problem I wanted to speak about right now is that we have a lot of athletic talent in this state, but the fact that we are in Rhode Island is forcing these kids to have to go prep. Yep. And it, it takes, as a kid, in 2022 – and because what the problem is, we got adults that's commenting and adults that's making decisions. But the adults that's making decisions and commenting, they were never a kid in 2022. Most of the adults that are in charge and making the rules and regulations, well, when they were that, when they were these dudes age, there was no Internet at all. You feel what I'm saying? So you guys out there that are making these rules and making these guidelines and making things the way they are as adults, you guys are making it worse for them. They... They, right now, they're put in a position where that they have to go prep just to get out of here, bro. And, and, and for these kids in 2022 to have to go, like, you're, you're telling me, so, so hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. I go four years of high school. I kill them. I win a state championship. I get all kind of awards and all this. And what? I still got to go, what? Like, what the fuck did I just work for? Yeah. The fuck you mean I got to go prep? Yeah. Like, that's the shit we telling our kids. But then you're expecting a kid in 2022 to say, have no problem with that. Like, okay, I'm going to work my ass off for four years, longer than that, but the last four years have been crazy for them, in and out the weight room, training, getting ready to this, trying to beat the school from Warwick. You know what I'm saying? Going through different shit, bro. And now you're telling me I got to go prep? You know what kind of mental strength you got to have to deal with that now today? I'd like to see some of these adults, if you could do that back then. When you were the, and you know what I mean, if you were living in these yeah. kids' age right now, these kids are different, bro. They got social media they got to deal with nowadays, bro. It, it, when we were kids, we didn't have to worry about a million plus people looking at us. Yeah, All we had to worry about was John, Dick, and Harry from up the street. <laughs> Stay away from homeboy grandma because she's yelling out the window. We just our community. These kids got millions, millions of people that view them on multiple different platforms, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you, as an adult, the people that make the decisions, do you know how to live that kind of life now? No, you don't. You don't have a clue what it is. So to ask these kids to go hard for four years and then tell me I got to go prep for another, man, we're lucky as hell if any of them decide to do that. But look what we're doing to our youth, bro. This is what we're doing. Bro, that, that, could, bro, that process can deter, can deter them. Yeah, 100%. Could deter them. Like, you know what, man? Fuck this shit, bro. I ain't doing that again, man, for, for this cornball coach. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, yeah, and I've seen a lot of kids get deterred, especially at um, <laughs> private school. I played at private school, too. I played at Saints. Man, hold I on. I know a bunch of these kids. And it's hold like, on. Yeah. The graveyard. Didn't we just talk about the graveyard? <laughs> this is the graveyard, bro. This is where they go, bro. When they don't, when they get frustrated and can't mentally, don't have the mental focus to deal with it, they go to the graveyard. No disrespect to my hitters out there. Yo, pig meat, I love you to death. I love all my dudes down there. But nine-man Rhode Island flag is the graveyard for studs <laughs> that didn't have what it took to get to the next level, bro. And this is what we're still doing to our kids. There's tons of guys down there at Nine Man Flag. What, Markeem Monroe is one of the best athletes to ever grace the grass in Rhode Island. Y'all out y'all mind. That boy ridiculous. And we just sat here and just let him just slide under the rug like that. Didn't push him like, come on, man. 
the fuck are we doing out here? Prince Johnson, another bro. There's tons of dudes down there playing nine-man flag that are savages, bro. Savages. But the system, I got to do four years and now I got to go prep. I just worked my ass off for four years. That ain't good enough? Nah, I need you to do five. And then pray you get the, and then go, you got to go extra. The, hold up. The year in prep, you got to go harder than the last four years of high school just to transfer out of prep to get to where you want to go. The fuck are we doing to our kids, man? Shit's nuts. No, yo, if I went, if I had the lottery, I'm opening up a college. I'm opening up a college. I'm going to come bust all y'all asses. Uh, Nick Saban, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you know, I'm opening up a college, bro. I'm bringing my niggas to college, bro. Hey, sure. Prime, watch out. Not Nadim University, man. Let's go, bro. <laughs> Stop playing with me. <laughs> I do agree, though. I think it's, I think it's wrong where these adults who are coaches at all these schools, they want these kids to act like grown-ups when these grown-ups aren't acting like grown-ups. Couldn't do it. Like, hey, these, a sophomore who worked his ass off who's a stud, you're not going to play him at all. Not even give him playing time on special teams or – Offense two, you guys are up by 40. He still doesn't come in. The, the kid gets courage to ask you, hey, coach, what's going on? Oh, don't worry about it. Just keep working. How about you be real to that kid? You know what? You're not going to play this year. You should transfer it to mm, EP mm, or you should, you should transfer it to public school. Mm, Why don't you just be real? Oh, but then the, the parent speaks up for the kid, and then the parent acts up. Now you're going to punish that kid because the parent acts up because you're going to give that kid a straight answer. Why don't you act like an adult and give that kid a real answer? Because these kids have their future, and you're deterring them, like you said, you're deterring them away because you don't want to be real with them. Yep. If you don't think they're going to play, if you don't think they're worthy enough for your school, let them know so they have the option to leave. Don't be like, you know what, if you work hard enough, you may hit the field. Yeah. When you know they ain't, yeah. when you know they're not, when you know you don't have a plan for them their senior year or your junior year, why don't you be real and you be the adult and let them know so they can be out let if me, they want to be out. Let me tell you all something. All you adults out there that's listening right now, disappointed kids – make aggravated adults. That's facts. I'm a disappointed kid. I met, I, I spent many a day sitting on a stoop waiting for my father to come pick me up. Told me he was coming and never showed up. I mean, I got massive memories of this shit, bro. Tears, my grandmother pissed off. Like, I got massive memories. You disappoint kids, you make aggravated adults. We don't want a planet full of aggravated adults, bro. That just rises the, raises the crime rate. Yeah, and like you know, you know, you guys are gifted. You guys you probably don't have to worry about that as much. But there's a lot of kids, so I'm sure you guys know who had a talent to at least see the field. I'm not saying they're gonna play D1 college, but they haven't had enough skill to get some playing time. When you guys are up, especially you guys are a team. When you guys are smacking teams, and you guys see these kids not even get some playing time. Never mind the kids who deserve to be on that D1 or offensive one, and they don't get that playing time. Why don't you just be real? They get transferred to Saints because I'm sure Saints would need them, or they get transferred to Tolman. But no, you're just giving these kids false hope, which I think is messed up when they want those kids to be adults when they're not even being like that. That's one thing I can say right. about Rhode Island. Yeah, no, <laughs> sports. Noise the hell out of here, don't it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, 100%. But, yo. But, yeah, yeah. man, let me, um, before we get out of here, let me uh, make a couple shout-outs. Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Um, I don't want to forget nobody. Behind the Pads, BTP, nonprofit inner-city youth organization. We are a youth travel club. We travel the country, and we do 7v7 and 5v5 flag tournaments. We are currently sponsored by Shock Doctor. If you don't know about Shock Doctor, head on out to Dick Sporting Goods and look up Shock Doctor. We are a sponsored team. Again, like I said earlier, I don't go asking for shit. People come to me. Shock Doctor came to us. Shock Doctor, the, the head of Shock Doctor, Eli Miller, the CEO, the president, called us and asked us to be a part of Shock Doctor. We didn't go reaching for them and fill out no sponsorship form or none of that. They asked us, bro. So that, so that right there, again, honored. 
honored. That's the way it's done. And let's keep it a buck, Zell. We was getting mopped up. <laughs> I mean, we were, we pretty much won some games that we got cheated, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we beat Texas Fury. Yeah. We had boom. We had boom on their heels, bro. Yeah. Um, and then that, that game in Maryland, that Maryland team, we almost had them, too. I mean, we, we, we played some tough games. We, we got, you know what I mean? We had some bumps, some, some bumps. But the fact that we kept showing up and kept giving our effort, never quit it, we balled out. We, we went, and like I told them, like I said, behind the pads, when we go to tournaments, we do college tours as well. So like the day before the the day before the tournament, which is Saturday, that Friday, we're visiting a campus, Florida State University, a lovely a, a lovely uh, facility, uh, University of Maryland, sickest sickest locker room I ever seen in my life, sickest facility for football players. They got their own restaurant with a hibachi. hibachi. Oh, I'm there. Whole hibachi. they got their own hibachi, bro. They chop it up right in front of them. Kentucky facility, sick. Facilities dope. This year, we're 2023. We're gonna see more campuses. So, with you know, what I mean, with what we do, visiting colleges, going to these tournaments, we win as soon as we get off the bus. I keep telling them that we won, bro. As soon as we got off the bus, we visit this campus. We won, bro. And who else is doing this? Uh, and it ain't just. I, I'm not gonna sit there and say like, yo, Rhode Island. Nah, anywhere. How many? Who's? Doing, I don't care where you at. How many people doing this? Not. A, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. So again. I want to shout out, you know, again, shouting out, running down the list of behind the pads. This is what we do, college tour, travel team. Um, shout out to my younger dudes, man, Sebastian, Laura, Fairlawn Cardinals, 13U, Sebastian, Laura, and a whole bunch of my other young boys play for that team. My boy, Coach Charlie, congratulations to them for going to regionals, winning regionals, going to nationals again, back-to-back. Salute to them guys, but definitely salute to my guy, Sebastian, Laura, and Tashad, Tashad Brown, the quarterback, two BTP kids, been with me since they're young. Sebastian is a straight monster. And uh, here's another one. Like, people be like, a lot of guys be like, yo, you, these dudes out here be claiming kids like they're theirs. That's your kid. These ain't your kids. Let me tell you something, bro. You tell these kids they ain't mine. I ain't claiming them. They telling me this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, bro, yeah. you tell, tell Zell he ain't with me. <laughs> you tell him that. He with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes, I'm not kidnapping them. They with me because I'm real. And, so, you know, again, Sebastian Laura is another one, bro. He's about to be the next one. Remember the name. I'm telling you right now. He's about to be one of the best things to come out of the state next to these dudes. I'm telling you. It's his turn. He's coming up. So, shouts out to him. Um, that's my guy. Um, shout out to my other guys, man, the twins, Jay Aiden and Jaden, uh, Mari's little brother. Mari, shout out to my guy, Mari, who, uh, Mari the corner number 44. He won a championship with them. His two little brothers, his twins, they play for me too. Uh, Kendall Perry, uh, little Kendall, uh, Lorenzo Perry's nephew, Kendall Perry's father, little Kendall, my quarterback, dude's uh, problem. Just uh, I'm trying to remember all my guys, uh, my coaching staff, Jabril, uh, Sid, um, uh, Jay Ambrose, uh, uh, EB, um, uh, who else da, 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 am I forgetting? Oh, most importantly, Miss Rose, yeah. my wife. Thanks. My wife. Real one. Yes, she's the reason why this show moves the way it moves. Love you, babe, forever. Um, I don't know. I was talking to a couple of coaches, and they were like, oh, how do you do it? How do you do this? How do you do this? Yo, man. I'm telling you, it's my wife. Because I know a lot of guys that coach, their wife don't, their wife be bitching. Why you not home? Why you not here? See, the thing with my wife is she right with me. If, if I'm coaching, she's recording. <laughs> she's right there, bro. Because, so, you know, I need to film the watch. Yeah. You know, and we make highlights of the kids, too. So, so again, man, behind the pads, my baby. Um, it, um, we, we're working on something right now. There's other travel group. There's other travel leagues in Rhode Island. 
Mm-hmm. There's other travel orgs in Rhode Island. Salute to you guys. Um, I, I don't I don't have no animosity between, towards no, none of these other travel clubs out here. But my thing is, I'm from an area where you got to salute the originators. <laughs> you just got to start paying homage. You feel what I'm saying? So let's not act like you didn't get the idea from somewhere else, bro. There's, somebody had to start it in the area. And you know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn. <laughs> but, yo, you know, it starts somewhere, bro. But it's a little sweet to my guys. These are the... <laughs> We the original travel club, bro. There was no travel before we started this, bro. You understand? We the originators, bro. So um, salute to my guys, man. Um, like I said, we're sponsored by Shock Doctor. We'll be on the Shock Doctor tour. Um, waiting for that OT7 email. That. When, that, when that OT7, because those that don't know about OT7, if you're on the 7v7 circuit, let me tell you something, you guys out there. These kids know about OT7. Every kid in this country knows OT7. It's a four-day tournament. You play three games Thursday, play three games Friday. It's the biggest tournament on the planet, bro. In order to make that tournament, you got to get invited. In order to get invited, I'm not telling y'all. <laughs> I ain't telling y'all. But so wait, uh, wait till that invite drop. Hey, <laughs> wait till that invite drop. We're not on the pod. And so uh, any closing words for Zell? Anybody want to give out? Shout out to Rising the Ranks. You LaSalle guys, what should we expect from LaSalle next year? Any closing words from you? Anybody else who you uh, see as inspiration in Rhode Island? Any uh, up and coming anybody else? So like, any schools? Shout them out. Um, shout out my mom, my teammates, Zone 6, for real. Zone 6. My RC record. Um, my coaches, all my coaches in the past and in the present. Um, t- my teachers, too. I, like, everybody's in my life. Hey, nice. How about you, Justin? Uh, shout out my mom. Shout out my teammates. I just won a championship with my young bulls, like young young bulls, like Jabari and all of them. Shout out them. Shout out my family that's there for me. All the coaches that made me the person I am today. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Nah, I appreciate you coming through. Um, you know, I said kind of little words to you earlier, but um, you know, I definitely appreciate what you did for Brandon. You know, like the, you know, he definitely appreciates everything you've done for him. I know you want me to say that to you too. And, um, yeah, I think everything you do, man, is uh, good. It's coming from your heart, coming from a good place. little passion at times, which I love it, though, because, you know, they said, you know, the kids see that and they appreciate that at the end of the day. You know, as, um, you know, someone who was Brandon's brother from the outside, like a father figure to him, I appreciate what you did for him because, uh, you know, a lot of you know coaches don't have that uh, real good intention inside. And, um, you know, I love what you do with the kids. Anybody who ever reached out to me and they say, you know, what's a good um, organization to bring their kids into to develop? I always say the Cowboys now. For sure. Um, yeah, man. So keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I'm going to let you know for sure. I'm going to donate. I'm going to donate 400 bucks to you guys. I'll send it to you. I'll give you a check, bro. Nah, for sure. Bro. <laughs> I got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, when I said in the game, I told you I was in the game like this. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Nah, because, well, you oh, appreciate bro. you, bro. Of course, bro. Appreciate you, like, bro. I know you do it from your heart. I know you ain't seeing this money. It's, it comes to a good organization. Oh, man. Reach out and put that cash out right in front of them. So definitely reach out. Develop the, you know, donate because going to a good thing, like he said earlier, he's, you know, taking away from these kids just the taking away the travel and he, wait, just the travel and just the hotel. They're just paying the hotel. For. They ain't got to pay for no rental when we get there. And they, and they know, I, what, what do we eat before game night? Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 Brandon uh, will never <laughs> stop talking about this place, your place, this place you took him to beforehand. It's like a pizza place near your house. 
He said it's the best pizza he's ever had. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I still don't know what he's talking about. I'm like, I don't know what place it is. He's like, I don't remember. But I know it's the best place ever. Yeah, that's dope, man. So I know, so I know it's coming from a good place. I know the money's going to a good thing, and um, I'm gonna reach out to you. We can link up for that after, and um, sure, I know it's going to a good place. So definitely, you know, get that uh, the fundraiser to now. Definitely appreciate it. Going to good kids, going to a good organization. So let's get it, baby. And um, yeah. Um, the style 2024 repeat. Yes, sir. Yes, All my sir. young bulls got it. Hey, yes, sir. Hey. Shout out my 2025s and 2024s. Yeah. Let's go, Terrence. <laughs>